the Cosmic Dispatch, a show about heavenly bodies, earth bodies, time, experience, and the relationship between all of it. I'm your host, Cori Nakasue, and a happy Leo season, happy Sunday. Here we are in the heart of summer. That's what Leo season is, the belly of the beast, as it were. And I hope everyone is hydrated and moisturized as we bake or fry or what else, roast in this heat. Um, personally, it's a bit much for me. So I'm trying to do all of my outside stuff in the morning and the evening. And I do love warm summer nights. Um, I find them very romantic and packed with all kinds of nostalgia. Um, dinners al fresco and whatnot, ice cold cocktails, skinny dipping. That's what Midsummer conjures for me anyway. Um, we have a new moon music show today and throughout we'll sprinkle in some creative prompts from my Astral Prompts series. These are some meditations and exercises that I share along with beautiful graphics designed by Lissa Kiernan who runs the Poetry Barn here in the Hudson Valley. She also runs an organization called Aim Higher, which offers all kinds of other supports for artists. Note to self, I got to bring Lissa on the show sometime so y'all can meet her. And you can revisit the offerings I share today on the show in writing by visiting the Cosmic Dispatch on Instagram or visiting... Um, aimhigher.org. So before I start my Leo season spiel, let's look at this week's astro weather. So the big news this week is that new moon in Leo that happens on the 28th. That's a Thursday. Now, I don't see anything too remarkable about this new moon aside from a strong trying to Jupiter in Aries. Um, what is more interesting to me are the conditions surrounding the days of the new moon, which look rather incendiary. But first, I'm going to lay out this otherwise fairly standard-looking Leo new moon um, for y'all. The sun and the moon make their conjunction at 5 degrees Leo. Wherever you have five degrees Leo in your chart is where you're going to want to pay attention to creative urges, romantic urges, places in your life where you're building the courage and strength to express yourself. This is also a good time to set new intentions that have to do with your children whether they're your biological children or other important young people in your life. It may be a time when you feel called to be a mentor. This is also a good time for allowing yourself to play. I mean, really just fool around, like, like when you were a kid. Leo is also a party sign. 
speaking as a Leo rising, I'm always ready to goof off. <laughs> I mean, I work hard, but admittedly, it doesn't take much to convince me to ignore my duties once in a while. Um, one of the things I've instituted this summer with my body intelligence clients is if they have an appointment with me and it's 90 degrees or higher outside, we have the option to play hooky and go swimming. And of course, I don't charge for these days. And if they'd rather have a session, I'm happy to work. Um, but partying can be a form of self-expression just as much as any artistic creation, romance, um, or reconnection with childhood wonder. A good party can encompass all of those things. It's also a great time to fill up on inspiration through the creative expression of others and finding heartwarming connection and being generous with yourself and with your gifts. So there's all your standard Leo stuff. So here's where it gets a little more interesting. Jupiter in Aries is in a flowing aspect to that Leo new moon. Aries and Leo are both fire signs. This is big, compatible fire energy. The last new moon we had in Cancer was in a tense aspect to this same Jupiter in Aries. That one felt more like bringing water to a boil. The aspect for this new moon is friendly. But I also want you to think about what happens when you add an explosive, Aries, to fire, Leo. This is one of the things that makes this new moon, which is usually a more contemplative time, more extroverted. Remember, Jupiter enlarges whatever it touches. And it just so happens that on the day of the new moon, Jupiter stations retrograde. Retrogrades increase the potency of a planet. A positive expression of this might be something like, you're getting ready to put yourself out there and this is just the fire under your butt that you need. Big confidence, blasting off. Or it could be some raging entitlement. Um, Leo and Aries both can be very me-centered energies. This could be about sucking all the air out of the room. Big bullies, dominating types of expressions. Either way, it's hot stuff. But wait, there's more. There's more fiery stuff going on here. So Mercury, which is in Leo right now, squares off with the most disruptive planets in the solar system between the 26th and the 29th. First, Mercury squares Mars in Taurus, then it squares Uranus in Taurus, and finally it squares the North Node in Taurus. It's almost like one at a time, Mercury either insults or in some other way inflames the planet of war, then the planet of disruption, and then finally the moon's north node, also known as the head of the dragon. 
in other words, your words have the power to inflame this week. But that could mean inflaming passion, inflaming conflict, or instigating something rash or violent. And sometimes rashness and violence are what's needed to unstick a situation. We are dealing with squares to Taurus here. Taurus can very easily get stuck. But, you know, it's not, rashness and violence is not always necessary. And just remember, you know, what happens when you mess with the bull, the symbol for Taurus. You get those horns, which reminds me, um, I'm watching this documentary series about the Chicago Bulls right now, um, the basketball team, called The Last Dance. But it really focuses on Michael Jordan. And if you want to see people talking smack for the sheer purpose of getting pumped up to do battle, you'll have fun watching this. Um, but that's, the, that's kind of what this Mercury looks like it's doing, talking a lot of smack, showing off, grandstanding, you know, which can be a fun thing, a playful thing, like a really good stand-up comic who gets in your face to rile you up. Um, yeah, could be a good time. Could also be very informative, or it could lead to a showdown. As usual, always best to act with clear intention, no matter what you do. Um, so there's that. That's the astro weather for the week. I'm going to share... Now, a short meditation on this upcoming Leo season. It's called Hot Spots and Solar Flares. No surprise there. Um, this Leo season has a combustible quality that is usually more associated with the sign of Aries. Leo is a fixed fire sign and is more suggestive of a sustained and persistent glow. Mars, Uranus, and the constant pinging of the moon's nodal axis disturb this radiant campfire throughout the season. Think back to some of your campfire experiences. Think about what happens when you try to goose that little fire with some lighter fluid and you throw on too much. Think about the times when one log falls in just the right or wrong way and you and your friends get startled by those loud popping sounds and sparks flying all over the place or maybe the fire you know breaches the confines of your pit altogether and it ignites your tent um this campfire analogy is just one example of how leo energy can spill this energy is meant to hold its center and consistently radiate out for the world to receive. Um, this reminds me of something Jay Hamadi was saying. Jay was on the show um, a week or two ago. We were talking about the sun, and he used the word order, as in orderly. And that is so right on, and it's not a word I often use to describe the sun, but that's it. It, it doesn't um, fluctuate 
at all, like, you know, the other planets, stars do, it holds its center and is consistent. So Leo is ruled by the sun. And if the sun withholds its energy, we freeze. If the sun bursts, we fry. If the sun cannot command center stage, all that orbit it kind of fly off, wander off. And here we have this disorder if, you know, the, the star of the show can't maintain their order. Wherever you have Leo in your chart is where you're invested in creating from a heart-centered place. Um, think about the heart in our bodies. It's consistent and you know, it's the star of the show. Um, everything else kind of orbits around that consistent heartbeat. And for you drummers out there, you can, you know, and all you music, musicians who play with drummers, you can really um, think about that analogy. It's a place of generation and expression of all the qualities that make you, you. Still talking about the sun. It's the warmth we feel when our expressions are received and appreciated. It benefits Leo to fall in love with itself, the world, and other people so that it can feel its specialness. It's the fuel that helps Leo do its job to create and express. Sometimes, though, Leo gets it a little twisted, thinking that the approval and applause from the world is the, is the fuel um, for generating self-love. In this is instance, it becomes dependent on the world, shining its light on them, and it will do whatever it takes to keep those applause coming. The ironic thing here is that in this people-pleasing mode, the sun can't hold its center. It can't hold its center as an authentic and unique source of light. And this is the Leo birthright. There will be many opportunities this season to practice sustaining the glow of your truest expression without flaring your ego. Our Leo work is to resist the temptation of pumping up our socially validated or cultivated personas and build real strength so that we have real courage to share our real selves. So consult your heart, strengthen your spine. Identity is an inside job. I'm going to introduce the first Leo season prompt. It's called Artists and Lovers. The poet Mary Oliver is famous for guiding us to, quote, let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. How easy or difficult is it for you to do this? Creating from this place of innocent joy, marvel, passion is what most artists and lovers, artists and lovers are the same thing in my book, um, it's what most artists and lovers 
that's what they feel. That's what inspires them to start creating in the first place. It seems that children have an easy time doing this, but as we mature, our focus shifts. All of a sudden, we get very concerned with how good our creations are, what other people will think or feel about them, and what we're going to get for making them. And this is the curse of capitalism, right? Um, Love is not a commodity or a product. Not everything needs to be created for a marketplace. Um, I guess the question here is, are you having trouble letting yourself love what you love? And just to be clear, I do think artists need to get paid fairly. Um, If you're creating art for the marketplace, you'd need to get paid just as much as anyone else. And it doesn't matter that you're doing something you love. It's still labor. Um, But my point is that not every creation needs to be made with the marketplace in mind. So just, you know, something to ask yourself there. And so to feel this heart space... We're going to get a little physical. You can do this exercise now or you can do it later. It's usually good to give yourself a little more time. Um, But you can definitely do it now, a short version. So in astrology, Leo rules the heart. So we're going to practice opening it up. So if you want, you can lie down and prop your head and upper back up on a medium-sized pillow. Relax your arms out to the sides. So your chest opens up and just start some deep breaths and bring your attention to the sensations around your chest, the feelings around your chest. And notice how those sensations change as you think back to all the things you loved before you were 12. 12 is a magic number. Um, what made you giggle and squeal with glee? What were you fascinated, mesmerized, or obsessed with? What were the qualities of your first crush? Does the feeling in your chest change at all when you think of these things? Maybe it brings like a little natural smile to your face what do those feelings feel like for you and what makes you feel those feelings now and what stops you from doing the things that make you feel those feelings so you can stay if you decided to lie down and breathe you can stay in that position um because we're going to go into another another music, Leo music section. So some things to think about um, while on, on our music break. I have another prompt for you. It's called Shame, the Shadow of Shine. So Leo gets hit with some pretty nasty blows from sun sign astrology. You know, all the signs do. Um, For example, though, for Leo, the egomaniac, the preening narcissist, or the attention seeker with no substance. 
these would be examples of hungry Leo. This would be Leo energy that's really low on the love fuel, um, so low that they direct attention towards themselves in an effort to get fed. But as we all know, the sun radiates out. Ideally, Leo feasts on love itself. It shares the love generously, and the world responds with genuine interest, and Leo gets fed, again, from the masses. Love, express, get love returned, repeat, is the optimal Leo cycle. There is also another shadow experience of Leo that is less talked about, and this is shyness. Whether we're putting ourselves out there too vigorously or hiding our light under a bushel, we're dealing with the issue of self-importance. It's a situation that makes it about me. If you've ever uttered the words, well, who am I to take up space? Or who am I to speak my mind, my heart, um, you know, express myself in any way? I would ask, who are you? to be so stingy <laughs> with who you are, be stingy with your gifts, your presence, your energy. When we withhold our personal expression out of fear of ridicule, criticism, or imagined adverse effect on other people, we engage in a form of egotism. And, you know, we are sometimes paralyzed with shyness exactly because we're making it about me. And remember, Leo is making it about the offering, the gift, the love, the generosity. So something to contemplate would be where in your life, where in your practice, do you hold back part of yourself specifically for fear of criticism? Not just, you know, not saying anything because maybe you don't have anything to share. That's not the point. But specifically, you're holding back because you're afraid you might upset or have a bad response, in other words. And where in your practice do you overshare out of a lack of trust that you'll be seen? So I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Stay cool. The Cosmic Dispatch is a weekly show that uses astrology as a catalyst for conversations with people from all walks of life. An exercise in making astrology an accessible part of your week. You can find out more about my work at www.astrologybycory.com.